0: Welcome, welcome, welcome podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Chop. We are on episode number 210, 2, 2, 210 of the Talk podcast. You're joined by me, Mr. Budget Puddlechop. You're also joined by Lee. <laughs> Say hi, Lee.
1: I'm not in the UUSK <laughs> anymore. You're
0: not. You are in the <laughs> United States of Sweden, yeah? Um, <laughs> so yes, yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's it's well, been Yes, it's thank been you. a while. It's been a while. Um and Since I could hold my head up high. I mean if if it was better song, I'd I'd say don't don't do any more, Lee, because we might get a copyright <laughs> strike here. Uh but I think I think we're fine. <laughs> uh <laughs> It's it hurts because it's true um the early 2000s were a dark time they were we pulled through though we did we pulled through um so i mean it's 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 been so long how how are you how are you like what's going on
1: um I, i'm i'm having to relearn to play the guitar ah okay <laughs> um uh, no, no pissing around because um, my, I um, my plan was this, right? I think we spoke about it last time I was on. Um, my plan was to let them because I couldn't pack all my guitars into the car. It was just yeah, yeah, unfeasible. I had to take child seats. I had to take the cats. I had to take um, the clothes that we were going to survive with for a few days until our stuff arrived, yeah. um, and taking all my guitars wasn't going to happen. So my plan was just to take my strap and to take the Wazeres. Yeah. Uh, Put put my strap in the room. When the the removal people came, it was like, okay, leave that there. Took them all around, took them all into the room it was in. Leave that there. Do not take that. And they fucking took
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Dear, oh, dear. Yeah. So
1: I was like, all right, okay. It's only going to be for a few days. Um, And it wasn't it was for a few weeks so uh yeah they were supposed to come the tuesday after they didn't come until the th- last thursday which was like basically they were like 14 days late or something or, or it was like two weeks three weeks without a guitar or whatever i can't remember it's been so long that is uh, i think it works out that it was three weeks without a guitar yeah man yeah so when i got the guitar back and I, I just like started trying to play like i normally do and doing all my exercises and these sort of things and my fingers were like nope <laughs> i could play i could play them it just sounded crap yeah it was just like all, all, all the tones must have seeped out of my fingers
0: See, <laughs> like so left the tone <laughs> in the uk <laughs> yeah
1: yeah man so it was um it was it. It was a dark time. It, it was a very. time. It was time. the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it was it was hard. But um, now I've got my guitars back. Um, it, it's it's. Uh, I'm getting there. But uh, you know, I'm getting back. And it also, strangely enough, I started playing stuff that I've never played before. Weirdly enough, it sounds very really good. And I was quite.
0: I, I found that as well. Actually, when um, after I come back from holiday. Uh, because again like you you have like a week of not playing guitar and not even really thinking about um guitar-y things which is it's a it's a break that you need every so often um Hmm. and then you come back to it and you're like hang on where where have these ideas been hiding yeah yeah yeah
1: it was kind of based around stuff that I'd play anyway it was just like new takes on it and um I don't know if it was just kind of like listen to with fresh ears, you know, like when you record an album yeah. and then you kind of go back and and you're like, oh, do you know what that mix sounds nothing like it did before? I went for went to the toilet. <laughs> you know, it's it's that sort of thing, yeah. but like on on a grander scale. So now I'm in a a room that's completely not soundproofed, like the old one. The old one was all like had the foam all around it and everything. Yeah. And now when I was listening to, I was checking my levels and these sort of things and monitoring myself, I was like, Oh my God, the reverb in this room sounds like I've added some sort of room reverb to the mic. <laughs> Does it sound like that
0: to you? Yeah, I can, I can hear a, like a, a certain ambience to your uh, to your voice, um, which wasn't there before. So But it it is what it is. I mean yeah. it's it's what we all work with usually anyway, so so you're on a on a level playing field with all of all of the rest of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm I'm not gonna do any soundproof into this room because I'm gonna keep it as like a, an indoor office, but I need to convert the garage into a studio and that's gonna be like part uh, garage part studio. Yeah. Um so I'm quite excited about doing that um gonna it's gonna be quite nice but the garage does need a bit of work because it's damp on one of the walls the uh, seat, i think it's from condensation because when i pulled some of the blown plaster off it was dry underneath Oh, okay so i think it's just from cond- condensation so i just need to um get some of that like rubber paint um pull all the blown plaster off paint paint it with the rubber paint yeah then i've got some plastic sheeting i'll put it over it and then i'll put the battens on and put the drywall on um, So the plasterboard yeah. um and then i'll uh, have that wall done but i did a test in there the other day with my marshal um uh-huh. had my wife standing in the dining room above me yeah. and um two things one i've got to sound- i've got to soundproof the whole place the whole studio i've got to soundproof cuz it was coming through really clearly and two, the amount of reflections in there. I put a post up saying it, it just reminded me of playing in all the shitty pubs <laughs> where your sound just gets lost and it's just bouncing around everywhere because it, it was just horrible. It was just me in there and just me and the Marshall. I was just like, uh, I was just my strat straight into the Marshall and I couldn't, my, my sound was just really muddy
0: and getting lost and it didn't sound like my Marshall at all. Yeah, it's it's strange, isn't it, how... Uh, like how much that can affect your tone. Mm. Yeah, it's just it was horrible.
1: Yeah, absolutely horrible. So, yeah, I'll be soundproofing now, but I, I won't be putting as much soundproofing as I put in before because that room was. I loved my old studio, but it was a bit oppressive. There was like no light coming into there, and there'll be no light in this one downstairs. So. I'll have to have some artificial light, but I think I'm going to try and get some like daylight emulating lights because it was quite. Not to say it was like no no natural light coming into yeah. there, um, but also the the deadness of the room, like of no reflections and that sort of thing. It kind of it was a bit oppressive after a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. I imagine that with also the 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 deadness of the light in there, like the the fact that it's clearly artificial light that you've got on you would lead to quite a sterile environment
1: yeah yeah i it was all right when i was only going in there to record yeah. and uh stuff but um after the the pandemic i was in there every day for like five six hours eight hours yeah. 12 hours sometimes especially when we we're doing live classes i was in there most of the day and it was like six days a week. So, yeah, it became a bit, a little bit much.
0: Yeah, it's really important to have a a space that you can spend time in, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah, so that, that's why I'm going to have this room uh, as like um, a second office. So if I, if I want to work from up in here, I can. But if I'm having meetings and that sort of thing, it's not fair on my wife to yeah. shut the kids up. <laughs> while i'm having a meeting so i'll go downstairs but um yeah i'll be i'll basically have a small office up here and a decent office downstairs yeah. nice yeah nice 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 life is hard isn't it <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> um, old oh mr billy two offices over here <laughs>
1: i'm also uh, i've got permission from my wife as well to turn one of our because we've got a lot of spare rooms downstairs in the basement, mm. and she said I can um, turn part of one of the rooms that we're just going to use for storage into a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, into into a workshop. Oh, nice! Um, so I can just work on my guitars or um, modern pedals and stuff like that. Cool, cool, cool. So yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Uh, this place is is amazing. And it's just trees all around us we're almost like in the middle of the woods we're not quite we're like on the edge of the woods but there are woods all, trees all around me oh but that's beautiful isn't it it is really really nice and i'm like mm, i wonder if i can make a tree uh make a tree out of them make a guitar
0: out of them yeah possibly i don't know who, mm, who do the trees yeah. belong to are they your trees some of them are oh, there you go yeah. What in quite a few of them are. What are they? What kind of tree?
1: All sorts. You've got pines, obviously, because it's Sweden, but you've got redwoods, which you know, redwoods that'd be mahogany that is a redwood, so it yeah, falls in that sort of ballpark. Uh, and then I I don't know trees well enough. I know there's an oak here as well because we've got an acorn tree, is what I called it. So, yeah, we've got an oak tree, um, but we've um. Yeah, got loads of different types of trees, got loads of saplings down in this, I don't know what you'd call it, this ravine that's just, there's a hill behind our house that goes down into some land that I was going to buy. Nice. <laughs> they, yeah, they a £100 for this bit of land next to us. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like... 2,000 square metres, and then there's a, an, a, another bit of land next to it, which is nearly 3,000 square metres, which is also £100. There you go. But upon checking, they were like, yeah, you can buy it, but you've got to build something substantial on it within five years.
0: Uh, trios, I was like, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Treehouse, yeah. Two tree Yeah.
1: You have to present your um, oh, your idea to them. And then they say, yes, you can buy it or no, you can't. Yeah. And apparently around here, because um, this town's only got like 2,000 people in yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's tiny. Um, but around here, you've um, got loads of bits of land like that.
0: Uh, that just underdeveloped because no one really <laughs> needs it.
1: Yeah, you, you couldn't build on this bit of land next to us. You just couldn't. It's, it would take so much work to build on yeah. it, and the prices of homes around here just don't come to that sort of value. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: So maybe... You uh, can treat it like ours anyway. Expand <laughs> to like a studio area. Have like an, an, an outdoor what? studio. <laughs> well, actually, if you...
1: Our house, if you, say, if you imagine it's on like a big rectangle of land... Mm-hmm. If you took the front of the house and cut like one corner off, mm-hmm. but uh, sort of like a, an angle that kind of like went almost all the way to the other side, so it's kind of like a, um, an isosceles triangle. We've got a big bit of land there that's down a little bit on the road level, which I'm thinking about flattening and building something there, and it might be a large garage or it might be another or a more professional studio or something like that cool i like it or it might be like place for friends to stay or something if they come visit or whatever i don't know but yeah sex dungeon (laughs) yeah so could be could be because it's on is it on the same level as the basement no but i could make a tunnel from there to there so it could be like a sex dungeon i suppose yeah we could do that
0: Sex tunnel, <laughs> tunnel of love. <laughs> You'd have to have it like signposted inside. Like, now entering the tunnel of love. Yeah, if, if you want to go between one and the other, you have to get into a giant swan. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Having one one door, the one end is pink, and then the other one at the other end brown. <laughs> 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 we should uh, we should probably move on to some uh, some other things uh no i i've, I've
1: just thought with the um, reverb in this room i might actually try recording some acoustic guitar in here
0: see what it sounds like indeed it might it might sound quite nice um mm. before you uh before you left the left the uk you happened to to send me a little something 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 didn't you oh yeah through the tunnel you did yeah, through the tunnel of love <laughs> So don't worry, he, he cuddled me afterwards. Uh, <laughs> no, you, because um, uh, probably about two, uh, two and a half, three months ago now, we uh, we we both got sent through some pedals from Energy Uh mm-hmm. I was sent through the Flaming Cake because it's a little bit more subdued and a little bit more classic sounding, and then you got sent through the absolute balls to the wall. Um, crazy fuzz called the dial-up. That was proper up my street as well, and I really didn't want to send it to you. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean that's when I. So when you did send it through, and I plugged it in, I was like, "This is this is absolutely lee. This is because um, it is uh, like it's a two control fuzz, but the neither control does gain. It's like." The one control is like your your volume setting, and then the other one is pretty much like um, it's the the flavor that you want the the fuzz to be,
1: and it's, it does nothing unless you have it. Either it's like between zero and ten, you've got something. Between ten and ninety, you've got the same thing, and then between ninety and a hundred, you've got you've got something else.
0: Yeah. So there's. <laughs> like that the low end you've got like a really subby um it, it's almost just like lower octave fuzz isn't it like they're like it's almost cutting your entire um original signal out and you're getting this just really kind of guttural um like bassy fuzz and then you've got like a almost like yeah. a distortion-y fuzz tone and then like you you really ramp it up and you get this weird kind of synth the octave up um kind of feel to it um and yeah it was so i ended up uh doing a little demo on that um which by the time this podcast comes out i think it's going to be another week before it's released (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i i've I've, I've uploaded it now uh, and it's scheduled for the last i think it's the last day of august starfighter oh sorry uh so uh but yeah so I've, I've had some fun uh doing some recordings on that i was hoping to get it out last week um but i just just kind of missed the deadline uh and then a good friend uh, mr Lowell george uh, has said that he's got a video coming up, so I said that I've kind of like left that slot open for him uh, and I've uploaded this. Um, but my God, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely mental. So let, let's talk about that style of pedal
1: because it's the sort of thing that uh, people turn their nose up before uh, before they've tried them. So like, um, they look at them and they're like, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah,
0: I mean... Uh, and to be
1: fair it's not until you get it and you start like playing with it and then you realize that on its own it's it's unusable but when you start um putting things with it it's like compressors and delays and reverbs and these sort of things and then suddenly you understand it mm-hmm. and you're like oh okay how did i ever live without this in my
0: life i mean i i had i had the experience where um i uh like I almost saw it in the same kind of light as the blue box, and I thought it's gonna be a nice little novelty. I'll have a little bit of fun with it, and then that'll be it <laughs> um but actually, like some of the tones I was getting out of it and and the the character behind the pedal as well because um that bandwidth control like at certain points in that bandwidth control will give you like some uh, like horrible screamy overtones but then you just like you back your guitar volume off just a touch and then you get this like almost kind of sweet sweet Nirvana of tone that you've had to kind yeah. of fight the pedal a little bit to find I love that
1: you've you've hit the nail on the head that's, that's why that's exactly why I fell in love with the blue box all those years ago because I, I kind of got it and thought what the fuck have I bought Uh, and persevered with it and just absolutely fell in love with it. And and it is a case of when you're playing, it's almost like the pedal plays you. And I know that sounds proper cheesy, (laughs) proper, proper cheesy, but there's because you're limited in what you can do with it. It is like the pedal sculpts you to play how it wants to be played. Yeah. You, you, As opposed to, like, uh, I don't know, a tube screamer, you can use it in. Well, I suppose a tube screamer would be a good example, actually, because if you plug that in in a certain way, you will only play sort of bluesy stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think like, all all pedals add their their own, um, their own color to your tone, don't they? And like certain sounds will be reminiscent of, of certain genres, like like you say, like tube screamer into like a a cleanish amp, you're going to be getting those kind of edge of breakup, Stevie Ray Vaughan style kind of cleanish sounds. And you want to play that kind of music because of it. Because this is such a... It's like some of the tones are almost not guitar tones. They're they're so synthy in their their texture (laughs) that you can't reach for those kind of... um, those um cliches almost that you'd go for with with other pedals
1: yeah and, and this is like the, the example everyone always uses with the blue box is falling rain from led zeppelin mm-hmm. and i love led zeppelin i'm a big big led zeppelin fan but i think that is a shit mm. absolute turd use of the blue box i, I think it it's completely not how it should have been used. Uh, and it just doesn't, it doesn't utilize what the, it's, it, it, it's page trying to make the pedal sound how he wants it to sound.
0: Yeah, yeah. Instead of like just going with it and doing it like that. But no, I, I completely, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, the, when I've played the Blue Box uh, in the past, the, the thing that comes to my mind is I'm always like playing some, some really big chunky heavy riffs um and that's where it it really sits really well it like thickens up big kind of pentatonic stompy riffs and jimmy page just used it to kind of add a a weird flavor to a solo yeah Uh, and it like it was fine it's not the best led zeppelin song um by far. And, <laughs> uh, but it like it added a little bit of interest to that that track. But if they would have had It would have been better if he used it on the immigrant song. Yeah, something yeah, something like that. Some like a big, big riff. Um mm. to to get like a real kind of chunky sound out of it. That would have been a much more impressive use of that that um that tone. Yeah, days and confused would have been good as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was there was a lot going on with days and confused anyway. But there was a lot of war, uh, like the theremin, uh, lots of just outlandish effects. So, I mean, the page was known for a like, lot that experimentation, but I think with with that specific use, they missed the mark a little bit. Because people go, yeah, fool in the rain, yeah, yeah, the blue box, but actually, it should be, yeah, the blue box. It's that massive riff, like a big chunky, chunky riff, and the, like no one's no one's done that yet. And I think that's what the the dial up has got in it. It has got a yeah. a big like rip roaring fat tone uh, coming out of it um and i've I've done that in the demo actually there's there's um a couple of tracks where i um i use a couple of the bandwidth settings um log like hard panned and i get that log like, the the sub octave and then the log like, the upper octave versions and mix them together and you get this really really big um big riff sound so I can't wait to uh like for that one to be released actually because i think i think it will it will make sense with some people
1: yeah i've I've seen some of um i've seen some of what you've uh, done on it and i was very impressed so it's um yeah i i i do feel that there might be a series there in kind of like put Budget pedal chap out of his uh, comfort zone and see what he comes <laughs> up with because what you're coming up with is is gold at the moment. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it, it's really good. Um, maybe you're not quite the blues dad that you thought you were. No, that's it. I mean, I, I do I hide behind the the moniker of the blues dad quite a lot, but there's a, there's a <laughs> yeah. little bit a little bit more going on behind there. <laughs> but we'll see Like in a, in, in a week's time on Tuesday, that will be released. I think it already shows up on Pedal Boards of Doom uh, on the YouTube channel as a premiere. So if you haven't already, uh, make sure that you go over to the uh, Pedal Boards of Doom YouTube channel uh, and hit subscribe. And you can hit um, like a remind me for that video as well. I found this out the other week um, that you can remind, like do a, rem- a reminder on a video that's got a premiere coming up. So that it tells you like exactly. a Notification, sort of. Yeah, yeah, and it will just notify you on that one video. I mean, if you want to like notify yourself of all the pedal boards that are doing videos, hit the bell, uh, and we'd like we'd massively appreciate. It doesn't it. mean me. Hmm? <laughs> he said hit the bell. I said it doesn't mean me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean you can you can you can do it on individual videos as well, which I thought was really cool. So if you know you've got uh like there's there's one that will really interest you um you can you can go in and hit that I thought that was really cool um so i've done that I've done that uh a little bit this week i also um we we're kind of coming out at the end of uh where i I've done a big push on the the xander surplus stuff as well Because uh, 'cause I've done the no talk or tone uh on the Friday and then the Tuesday before the um the uh pedal boards of doing youtube video came out as well um and we mentioned this on the last cast but um i still think it's going on that youtube has done me dirty um, on that video it cut it Why? cut out a minute of audio uh on the video oh right yeah yeah um and as fuck can you can you
1: not trim it in the in the edit software on on youtube
0: I could trim the yeah, could trim the the minute out, but it's trimming out a minute of because it's it's the bit of the video where I'm going through the eight different diode selectors, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, it basically it cuts out pretty much one of the diode selections, um, right? And it just like the the audio cuts out, which is an absolutely massive shame. Uh, it weren't a problem on my end. I have checked, I've checked, I've checked. Um, <laughs> It was a a problem with the upload surely Um, But I emailed YouTube and they've not got back to us yet As far as I'm aware Of course they haven't Uh, They don't care Well, not about us Not about a humble little Like, what are we on? Like 1,600 subscribers at the moment I think something like that No, we're just off 1,900 What? No, we're not Yeah, yeah we are No The other day No Uh, We're nearly at 2,000 Yeah, man That's worth celebrating I'll drink to that I'll drink to anything right now <laughs> <laughs> i need a drink i've got some you know uh I mean? i've got some magnets waiting for me downstairs actually which i might crack open tonight i was about to say i don't have a drink problem but i do and it's that
1: i don't have a drink <laughs> but i i don't i don't actually drink very often i probably drink
0: like once every two months or something yeah and and even that's only like one beer soon. yeah yeah i mean Oh, I tend to be seasonal it tends to be in the summer months so when when I've got very little on i'll tend to to have a bit of a drink then um yeah, about summer, how's the weather been uh not fantastic if i'm honest like because when you were here it was it was really warm, weren't it? Mm. it was like incredibly warm, and pretty much. The the week after those maybe like two or three weeks of like intense sunshine we had, it's been a lot of overcast and a lot of like attempting to rain. And we had some, we had some pretty, uh, pretty hefty rain today. So it's not been, it's not been fantastic if I'm honest. Well, you might notice that I'm wearing a jumper. You are wearing a jumper. And I, <laughs> I did think that you are mental. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: um, it's 13 degrees here at the moment, and it has rained almost constantly since I got here. The jumper's not going to do you any good, mate. It's not waterproof. Well, I'm I'm inside, <laughs> and I'm not putting heating on. In fact, do you know what? I've got to spend nearly 10... Well, actually, I have got to spend £10,000 on a new heating system. Ooh,
0: Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's a bit of an ouchies one, that one. Indeed. I, I'm sitting here in my shorts and my... Uh... Branded T-shirt. Have you seen it?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I um I didn't have any chance, choice but to be in shorts because for some reason the the, uh, the Levi's I put out to bring with me as well as my shorts also got put away and packed. <laughs> so I only had two pairs of shorts all the time we were waiting for our stuff to be delivered. Have you done something to piss off these delivery uh, delivery chaps and chapesses? They broke my fucking TV, so I think so. Yeah. Got a massive, great big line down the middle oh, of my TV. Like, we're, it's not working, yeah. I'm trying to get it covered through their insurance.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you got to really, ain't you?
1: Yeah, it kind of like saying, like, hang on a minute, it's, it wasn't us because like this is internal. I'm like, mate, if you're going to carry a TV like that, yeah. you know, like with one hand either side, one person carrying it, and then lines go out down the middle. Yeah. Then obviously it's because you've it.
0: bent yeah, it slightly. You're flexed, yeah, you've flexed yeah.
1: So, yeah. It's, um, it's not good. I did want... No, I did want a new TV. <laughs> I, I want, I, but I want one with HDR so I can um, play the PlayStation 5 to like its proper high quality. Uh-huh. Um, but that doesn't mean I wanted to get one
0: now. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be forced to get one. Especially when having to yeah. shell out on a, an expensive heating system. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. We should probably, probably do a bit of news. Maybe. What do you reckon? Yeah, man. What have we got? So, first of all, we have got a rather well-known Les Paul player. Um, he's Les Paul. Is it Slash? Uh, funnily enough, no. And it's not Joe Bonamassa or either. Is it Jimmy Page? Uh, it's not Jimmy Page. No, it's. Is it Mark Bolan? It's Mark Bolan. My gosh, that's a that, that's quite a reach. That is. There's quite, there's there's a fair few people I'd I'd go to before Mark Bolan, um, in terms oh, of like hierarchy of T
1: Rex are wicked.
0: I mean, wh- like whether or not you like T Rex, they are not quite as um not quite as well known as maybe like the Bil- Joe Perry, Billy Gibbons, Pearly Gates, or, or Joe Perry or. Um, Ace Freely or any other Thin no, Lizzy I'd boys. Mark
1: Boland above Ace Freely, but that's only personally. I don't really like Kiss. To be fair,
0: yeah. So um, no, it's it's Les Paul. Believe it or not. So the first ever Les Paul uh, production model, uh, owned by the man himself, owned by Les Paul. So it's a 1952 production model, uh, and it came off the back of the um the log which i believe was uh something les paul had put together um with parts of gibson and epiphone guitars uh and had been tinkering about with that to to make a log an electric guitar um so they worked together and and came up with this well <laughs> there's there's a dispute to the amount of input that uh old Lester had in the uh in the guitar himself initially isn't there um but let's for argument's sake let's say that they they work together to come up with the the production model les paul um so this this one has got it's it's quite heavily modified it's got a kaufman um vibrola system with a uh like a solid steel block um bridge mm. system uh and this came on after didn't it yeah, I, th- I think these are things that old Leslie had uh, mm. altered himself because he was he was mm-hmm. quite the tinkering man. Um, like not only like with his guitars, but in terms of like recording as well. like he d- yeah, we, I I basically owe my owe my whole career to that man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, like multi track <laughs> recording, he just went, yeah, we should be doing this, uh, and then did that, and like. Tight delays, flanges, yeah.
1: everything. Like, it was like, yeah, what happens if we like kind of run
0: two of these at the same time? But I put my hand here, <laughs> and yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this, there's tales of him uh, like playing bass parts into into his recorder by playing the the like the the part double the speed and then slowing it down. Uh, just absolutely mental, like. Absolute pioneer of um, of modern recording. So, is that where the Melody Maker kind of came
1: about? Was it like him tinkering with a Les Paul until it was kind of like had loads of switches, and then they were like, okay, let's release it as the Melody Maker.
0: The Melody Maker was just a a cheaper student model, and it? it was like two single coils and a. It was like very, but they were like very very stripped. Big old, yeah, but they had lots of switches on it as well.
1: And it could do lots of uh, bits and pieces. I think they they even came in stereo as well. Doesn't this one... Didn't he mod this one to be yeah, stereo?
0: Yeah, so this one's, this one's stereo. He also modified the uh, the pickups as well. So he's got a low impedance neck pickup and, and then he modified the bridge pickup to have uh, heavy gauge wire, uh, but also low impedance. And there's a Phantom Q coil, which apparently um, works in conjunction with the... Because they were like staple soap bar looking pickups uh and the phantom q coil works in conjunction with them to give you more of a humbucking tone um and the thing that surprised me is that the estimation for this guitar you think a guitar with such uh such heritage yeah and pedigree behind it uh would be going I mean cuz the um the Greeny more uh, Les Paul went for a mil, didn't it? he would think, at, yeah. Like at least half of that, but no. Um, so we're talking hundred thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand is the estimated price, but that's only an estimate. So yeah, I
1: I get the impression that someone who someone like Slash or something will put a big
0: bid in for this. Mm-hmm. Or, or probably Bonamassa let's be fair <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's going to take one of those guys it, it might even get a bidding war between a couple of them
1: mm. um, yeah it'll, obviously it'll be like via like an avatar who's going to be bidding on their behalf oh yeah yeah they're not
0: going to be sitting there with the paddles themselves um. no they're going to get these big blue people to fight about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> unobtainium is it <laughs> fuck me. <mate. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it
1: basically is
0: yeah yeah like and that's I could have gone down the route of the last airbender but I thought that was a bit niche indeed, with ang is it yeah yeah Do you, have you ever watched it I haven't though no. It's amazing. You should watch them. They're, they're, they're
1: great. Watch watch them, man. They are one. In fact, do you know what they're doing? Like um, a Avatar verse now. So they like they they've got twenty years worth of uh, material planned. Okay, and they've been given shit tons of money from Viacom, like the original makers. have been given loads and loads of money. Netflix are also doing a live action version of it as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be huge if they pull it off properly and I think they will it's really really good it's worth watching
0: i mean the the, the only thing that i uh like the only bit of knowledge that i have about uh, avatar is the um the game for the xbox 360 uh the the people who produced the game were like so against um the the whole like gamer score thing uh like the kind of the gamification and incentivizing certain tasks within the games um that they basically made their like their entire like thousand uh thousand gamer score for that game uh like super easy to obtain um it was something like get get a 20 hit combo get a 50 hit combo get a 100 hit combo get a two two hundred hit combo and they they were the the milestones for the game um <laughs> and all you had to do was like stand in the corner of the first level and like mash the i think it was like the x button or something which like shot an air uh an air shot and that would give you like one hit and all you'd need to do is do that for a hundred <laughs> or two hundred hits um and when I worked at game. We never had that in stock because it was a guaranteed thousand uh thousand <laughs> points on your gamer score. God. Um I forgot about Xbox gamer score. What did you even get for it? Uh bragging rights pretty much. Kudos. Yeah, yeah, like all of the other nerds would be uh slightly let's slightly revere you.
1: Uh I've always, always been PlayStation apart from in that generation and then i had 360 but when i met my wife she had a ps3 so oh, best of both worlds um, yeah exactly so
0: yeah we still we've still got like i've put the ps3 in my boys room so we can use it as a dvd player for the minute yeah i mean we've got a really similar thing with uh with our downstairs tv we've got uh got a ps3 hooked up but as a blu-ray player and a, a, a dvd player so that my lad can watch. Pepper Pig, essentially, uh, <laughs> and it's really, really stupid as well because I've got a a little um, like emulation console as well, um, mm. <laughs> which plays like NES and SNES and all of this, uh, and I've got that hooked up to the TV, and and I insist that he plays that one rather than the PS3. <laughs> uh, oh dear, yeah, I, I've got the.
1: Um, I've got the uh, Nvidia Shield, so I can use that as an emulation thing as well as for watching TV and stuff as well. Nice, it's
0: pretty powerful. That is really cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I've, I've heard about them. Um, I've got two of them. They're a decent decent wedge of cash. They are.
1: Yes, but keep it on the Facebook Marketplace, and they occasionally pop up for fifty quid. <laughs> pro tip, <laughs> uh, like Lee's pro tip. Yeah. And if you get the 2015 model, it's more
0: powerful than the, some of the ones that followed it. Ah, uh, uh, there you go. Not like the uh, the Gibson 2015 models, which are... Oh, yeah, it comes with a
1: little hologram on it. L- the least powerful. guy who's guitar... He's a guy who's sending his guitar
0: or something. <laughs> I mean, they, they get a bunch of shit, don't they? The, the 2015 Les Pauls. Uh, and, and just in general, the 2015 uh, Gibsons. But actually... They're not bad. They're not worth the money they were asking at the time. But the, the deals that you can get on them now, like a 2015 model versus something that was made a year later or a year earlier, you'll probably talk like two, 300 quid cheaper for the 2015 mm. model just because it is that specific year.
1: Yeah, you're hard pressed to find them now when they where they haven't had the pick. Uh, the tuners changed as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, and th- and that's it. Like, people will switch out. They'll go, oh, I switched out the stupid nut. I switched out the the robot tuners. Like, I, I ripped out the um, the like PCB switching system and put like a proper wiring harness in. But they're still only asking like. One 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 for a a Les Paul standard, whereas you'd be talking like one and a half and half grand. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Easy. So it's uh, yeah. They are like the the ones to watch out for. Uh, but yeah, so the 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 Les Paul, the Les Paul is um the Les Paul is is up for auction. Um, but we've we've also got a little bit of uh, a little bit of news about another. Iconic Gibson guitar this week as well. Yes. So this one, yeah, Billy Joe Armstrong's. <laughs> I mean, he has had some iconic Gibsons. Yes. Um, I was listening to a lot of
1: Green Day the other day. For some reason, I just thought, do you know what? I feel like listening to Green Day, and I, I don't
0: very often do that, but I really enjoyed it. Good. 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 Mm. Um, I don't. I can't say that I've ever listened to a Green Day album the entire way through. Really? Mm, um there's a lot a lot of songs about masturbation. I mean, <laughs> go with what you know. <laughs> 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 Teenage lads playing guitar. Yeah, you got to write about <laughs> write about your personal experiences. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Terrible. Um yeah, so it's not Billy Joe Armstrong or Billy Joel Armstrong or Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or any, any Armstrong or Billy variant. It's Tony Iommi. me. Tony Iommi. It's I not it. Billy, slash, Billy Slash Roses. <laughs> like, there, there probably will be an, uh, another Slash signature of some description coming out, but I don't, I don't think so. I, I, don't, I don't think Gibson will ever do a Slash signature guitar. <laughs> the, the, they'll never do just one <laughs> Slash signature guitar. You are correct, yes yes yeah, so they'll never do a yeah they'll never do a Joe Bonamassa guitar ever. yeah I mean when they start pairing them up with the tea towels and the flip flops that's uh that's when you know you're getting the case candy that. uh but the, the I SG <laughs> so you, uh a couple of years back I think they did uh like a custom shop recreation of his uh like the SG that he played in the early early days of Black Sabbath um, I believe he initially, um, like when they first started as Black Sabbath, I believe he, he was playing on a strat. Um, but after that, um, this was the uh, the SG special that he was playing, uh, and it's affectionately known as Monkey, which had a um, a sticker on it somewhere. Um, but yes, the SG, uh, so they're doing like a USA, um standard version of these now, so like a production model rather than custom shop. Custom shop, yeah. Indeed. Uh obviously two P nineties. Uh the bridge on it is is a bit of a strange one. You were you were mentioning this before the cast, weren't you Lee? Yeah the bridge. It's um
1: it's a bit. On one side is is some grass. On the other side is some more grass, and in between is troubled water. <laughs> and um, uh, and during that troubled water time, you can actually intonate individual strings.
0: <laughs> I mean, part of that information was true. Part of it was true. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a wraparound uh, wraparound bridge. I love the special. Uh, but it's it's uh, one way that you can you can uh intonate the entire bridge itself and then intonate each individual string as well so you you should be able to get bang on intonation with it which with certain stop bar systems uh like the one that i've got on the the s g special copy that i've got you can't do <laughs> like mine is it is you, you get it close enough uh, that's
1: yeah, it. I like those um, those wraparound bridges that have like the the G and the B kind of like uh, just a little bump, and they're kind of like yeah, that's your intonation, mate.
0: Yeah, but, mine, yeah mine's got that like a um, like a <laughs> raised section. It's almost like look at look um look like, 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 yeah, like little steps on it, yeah. But those, yeah. those steps are literally just like raised raised parts of the bridge um, and you can't move them like you can move the entire bridge back and forwards to to intonate it somewhat but it's it's not close at all um but that being said i played that um that quincy sg um on the on the dial-up fuzz um demo and it sounded great so Like no 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 no. You don't need intonation. Intonation's a a myth. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not. But (laughs) (laughs) I've always wanted uh, an SG
1: that had binding on it. But then when you look at SGs with binding on it, they look shit. But I've
0: still wanted that. What on the body? Yeah. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They're they're not a guitar that that works with binding. Like the binding on the neck looks lovely. Yeah. Um and when you get the customs where it's bound up the neck and then on the headstock as well. That mm. nah, it does look classy. Nice. But yeah, binding on the body of a of an SG is no bueno. It would be nice to have a
1: uh, an SG with an ebony neck and binding on the neck and the headstock. Are the customs not ebony? I honestly don't know. Well there you go honestly i haven't got a clue but um, this does look nice and we were talking about how it's kind of like champered um a- along the top you know how like an sg is uh kind of like it has that angle all around the edge and that's why you kind of don't have the binding basically is cause yeah because it's, got this it, yeah, it's
0: beveled yeah it's 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 tapered on uh, like so the the thinnest point on the guitar is the edge of the guitar isn't it
1: yeah exactly but on this one it doesn't have it on the bottom of the guitar there is some from the horn and then down a little bit but if I I think I'm right in saying I'm looking at a picture of it now yeah but um, it doesn't have that on the um, underneath where the controls are it's uh, it's more along the lines of what a Les Paul would be so it's just like a 90 degree angle
0: yeah 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 which means that you could get some binding on that. That's what I was thinking. Half bound it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Stranded.
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be. Yes, yeah, it's, it's. It's got a Graph Tech bone coloured nuts. Um, it's the P90s a uh, Gibson? Um, they're calling the um the 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 knobs on witch hat knobs. So I suppose they are. I've never really thought about that before. Um and it's got Grover Rotomatic Tuners. So Grover tuners. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean it should it's be a, a decent bit of kit. Um
1: Yeah. I'd have one. But I wouldn't pay this price for it. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's um I know it's uh know they've got to pay some money to Iomi for it, so each one they sell, they've got to pay him a bit of money. Yeah. Um uh, and yeah, I don't begrudge giving Money to someone like Iommi because it's Tony fucking Iommi, you know. He's oh,
0: he's, he's earned it, hasn't he? He's he's put in yeah. the time and effort. He he is the the
1: godfather of metal guitar, um, and, and for that we we owe him everything. But um, yeah, I, I think a guitar like this, especially since it's like based on a, a, special, a special, yeah. yeah. I think it's probably worth about twelve, thirteen hundred quid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, if 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 it was fifteen hundred, considering it's a an Iomi signature and it's got the Iomi signature monogram on the back as well, you'd be going, mm. hmm, that's that's fair. But it's coming in at one thousand two hundred and forty nine quid. Which... No, it's not. It's 2,149. Sorry, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. no. If it was 1,500, I'd say it was expensive. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) but because it's it's 1,200, I'd go, oh, no. No, it's, yeah, sorry, 2,149, which is... It's just a little steep. Yeah, I I like it a lot, but... (laughs) yeah
1: we were saying before as well that there's that signature model they had of this which i think was uh you could buy as a standard as well so it was like a, it wasn't like a, a custom shop one which was the black one and it had the crosses on, on as the fresh fret markers yeah yeah and that that is just black sabbath all over yeah that was much classier that. that was wasn't it yeah, I want one of them. I think this is classy. I've yeah. always thought a red Les Paul, uh, sorry, a red um, SG looked great. Yeah. But mm, I do love Le- Les Pauls in cherry burst as well. They're lovely, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's it's the classic look that is, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Um, so this. Um, yeah, I must say, every time I see the word wrap around, I think
0: reach around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think for £2,149 you're getting a reach around
1: <laughs> from Tony <laughs> himself
0: <laughs> yeah possibly I mean who knows who oh, knows right. I've got a fa- I've got a fairly good idea I think it's it's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on it uh, and we've got a final bit of news this week and it was um... oh in fact we've got two final bits of news do you, you want to go do you want to give us the uh, the old um, Mazda Miata? One two. Do what? <laughs> the Mazda Miata. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. So
1: um Mazda, the car manufacturer, has teamed up with um the uh pedal company um who seem to like line six products a lot of called Headrush and um they have announced the Headrush MX5. Now it's a real wheel drive um Pedal board digital thing That's like the HX Stomp Except it has a, a pedal on it And when you hit that Obviously that is the gas pedal And that's what has let's go faster pedal Now I think it's an automatic There are no brakes on this But it does have a looper A stomp and a tuner
0: Should I stop now? Probably yeah So <laughs> it, it is coincidentally um, the, the name of the the Miata in America, it's called the Miata It's the, uh, the MX five in the UK uh, and Europe, I think. Um, so head rush have released a product called the M the MX five. I mean, if their next one is, is called the voxel Nova, then we, then we know that they're, they're taking inspiration, but this yeah. one's just a coincidence <laughs> at the moment. So head rush MX five, and you're saying it's kind of like a, an HX stomp size, um thing
1: yeah by the looks of things yeah it's it's got like your three um buttons uh foot switches on the front and they're color coded and i think they can switch to different colors depending on what pedal uh what things the thing about the Headrush gear is it's uh got this big i think it's like a 12 inch touchscreen on it or something along those lines yeah this one's like like four four inch inch? this one isn't it yeah yeah four inch yeah um so, yeah, it does it say 3.5 mil? Uh, no, that's headphone jack. <laughs> doesn't say. But, yeah, it's a touchscreen. It's a really nice-looking touchscreen as well. It says it's quite intuitive to use. I've used it before, um, the touchscreen, and I always felt it... You know when you touch, touch some touchscreens and they don't feel smooth, they kind of feel almost like they're textured? Yeah, yeah. I've... I've if I remember rightly it felt like that and um it felt like you had to like kind of push hard to get anything to do anything. Oh, Okay, so it's Yeah, the yeah. sensitivity was uh, was not high enough. It definitely wasn't built in California. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um yeah, it, it's an interesting one because Head Rush have always really been trying to Ride that sort of um, Kemper and Line Six Helix and that sort of um, wave, and, and they did come out about the same sort of time as the Kempers. And did they? It, it, or was it a little bit later? But it was in the same sort of time, wasn't it?
0: Th- these ones, like the actual the Headrush uh, pedal board and the gig board, and, and that that came out after the the Helix stuff. Uh, yeah but uh, uh, not far after um, yeah so fr- from them I, I always felt that they were almost like playing catch up with the mm-hmm. other stuff um, and it, it seems like the the HX Stomp has been been around for what ages like three years now something like that um, and like so much so that the boss have responded to it with the GT uh, 1000 core uh, you say responded, I say completely annihilated, but <laughs> but it, but like it it is it is in response to that. It's like oh, the hx stump is doing quite well. Maybe we can have a crack at this and and give it our our shot. And whether or not it is better is it's it's an argument for another day. But they've they've done their response to it, and it, it seems like now the the people at Head Rush are like just finally catching up. Um, the one thing that I heard about the headrush stuff um, was that the the effects that they've got on there are a bit lackluster, and that they they don't quite have the breadth that the other units have. But the amp models sound really, really good. Um, so, like it, this, this could be potentially for those uh, those people who really, really want to use this at the end of their chain. Just to do some like heavy duty amp modelling, and then going using that as a fly rig into it, like a PA or into a recording uh, situation. Interestingly, it doesn't tell tell you the um,
1: the specs in terms of power and these sort of things. So with the um, with the Helix and with the uh, GT One Thousand, they're they're very you know yeah, they're proud about yeah. like its. 32 bit processing and so on so on so forth doesn't say anything about that on here not that I can see yeah I'm looking trying to look past my my
0: mic though so have we got a price on it because of that would uh, be the deal breaker wouldn't it If find a dealer <laughs>
1: Um, this is not the time no dealers in in your area because you live in Sweden (laughs) (laughs) you you don't live in the UK anymore Um, enter an address
0: uh, I-N-G-L-U-N-D okay PMT what an unfortunately named guitar shop Mm. So what are we saying? Cause I know that like the um the HX stomp is about probably like the upper end of four hundred, four hundred and eighty, something like that. Okay, it's four thirty. What the headrush is? Yeah.
1: Okay. Bearing in mind it does have that expression pedal on it as well. So being serious, you know, it's it's got a little bit more, but how much? What is the no? The new Stomp doesn't have a, a foot switch. Uh,
0: no, this a HX Treadle. Stomp XL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That doesn't. It has. I think it has a, a bank of nine foot switches, rather than the three that you got on the original. So there is a smaller.
1: I say smaller. There, there is a, another Headrush. Is Headrush Gigbox gigboard yeah. uh, gig board, um, guitar, which is a little bit bigger than this, um, but it doesn't have the treadle, but it has four foot switches and a bigger screen. Okay, um, and that's five hundred. Uh, okay, and then their their big one is seven
0: three nine. That's not bad considering, like, because the the like the full fat helix is uh, sti- not over a grand, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's still up up there. Uh, and I think the um the LT is a good seven seven f- fifty ish. I was very tempted to go for the LT actually when I uh, when I went for the um for the stomp.
1: So here's a thing. Um that that one I said is 500 quid. Yeah. The which is the slightly bigger version. Um they have a deal with it uh PMT at the moment where um, Headrush has uh, an expression pedal, which is ninety nine quid, and you can buy a Headrush gig board and get the which is the same one but the same price for four hundred ninety nine, and they'll chuck in a free expression pedal.
0: <laughs> so you're getting more more buttons and the uh, and an expression pedal. Okay, okay. Mm. Um, and you're only paying an extra seventy quid. Okay, so they. I mean, it's quite competitive then. It's quite competitive. <laughs>
1: yeah the other thing that's quite competitive is their FRFR speakers so they've got two they've got one that's 2000 watts and the other one doesn't say how many it is they're like monitor speakers yeah yeah Um, and the 2000 watt powered speaker is um, that's a powered speaker and that's 259 it's not bad is it it's not, and then the other FRFR, which is is a 108 guitar speaker cab, it says FRFR, but it doesn't say whether it's powered or not. Yeah, I assumed that all FRFR uh, cabs are powered, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but that's a uh, 195, so it's about 60 quid, 65 pounds less. That's really good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I, f- I should be getting a uh, a powered FRFR FR speaker soon okay. to tag into my um, GT
0: core. Yeah, because you you've got quite a quite a setup there, haven't you? You've got the GT well, core, and you've got the um, the um, what are they called? <laughs> victory, the victory. Yeah, the victory flamps, haven't you?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
0: have. Yep,
1: and. I can't wait to plug it back in, because I haven't played with a pedal in ages.
0: Indeed. Indeed. Um, we've got one one final bit of news. Have we? Yeah. Amanito. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. So, this is That's... kind of cropped up. It's it's a little bit of a mysterious one at the moment, because it's, it's going through a Kickstarter campaign. Um, however... Uh, The Amanito all-in-one is essentially like a... It seems a bit like a floor amp again, but in a really weird way that it's got a speaker built in. Uh, So it's uh, 300 volts uh, powering a 200-watt RMS neodymium-speakered guitar amplifier. Um, It's got four settings on it. It's it's got um, a tempered glass screen that allows you to like select uh select various permutations on it and it's um it gives you four voicings essentially like clean and vintage clean and modern dirty and vintage and dirty and modern um it does mention something about um about tubes being in this but it doesn't necessarily say what um uh, as far as my research anyway um but it's it's essentially looks like a a bit like a turbo um it's like a big big saucer with like a little bit coming off um and there are two different versions of it so the whole idea behind it is that it's like an all-in-one unit that's light enough that you can take it anywhere pretty much uh, so they, they do these two different versions. They do it like a an aluminium chassised one, and a carbon fibre a car, a carbon fibre one, um, and it's something like seven point seven kilograms for the um, the aluminium one, and then something like five point four for the carbon fibre. So ridiculously light lightweight. Like considering like your your average like one twelve combos probably about thirty-five forty kilograms. Um this is coming in at less than ten on both of them. Um so yeah, I mean all of that seems seems quite interesting. Um however they're a little bit pricey, aren't they, Lee? Yeah,
1: it's – I don't know where to start really. Um, The the speaker is facing you, right? So it's like a monitor. It's not facing the the audience. There are XLRs out on these sort of things and and lines out, but you get lines out from other – floor based amps as well yeah if it's really important to you that you have a valve in something like this there are much much cheaper options um and the route to go in my opinion is the blue guitar stuff
0: yes yeah yeah like a blue blue amp one yeah yeah, and the
1: iridiums and stuff like that. There, I've just googled it. Um, the iridium, which is the latest one, which is the metal orientated one, is five hundred and eighty-two quid. Mm, that's that's a bit good. Yeah, and this one that we're looking at, this this shell turbo looking thing, it's funny how we're looking at another multi effects pedal board thing that's car related, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: um, the if you pre-order it, so you basically give them some money up front until it's developed, it's a hundred, one thousand, six hundred and sixty six. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see how they put six, six, six in it to be cool. That <laughs> kind of loses my attention straight away. Just, it's like when you're watching a horror film and then there's an upside down cross and you are just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> um, but if you, um, if you, Aren't gonna trust these people. Um and you're gonna wait until it comes out later. You're spending over 2k. Um, where was the price? It was I think the most
0: expensive one actually, is two nine
1: nine nine, isn't it? Yeah, it's just under three K. That's a lot of money. Especially, Especially a considering ton. it's a, a floor ramp, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't I couldn't see anything on there about it having a valve in there. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. You, I've just overlooked it.
0: But well, it like it mentions on the uh, on the carbon fiber one because it's the the premium one, the hand selected tubes. Whereas in the uh, in the aluminium one, because it's a cheaper cheaper alternative, it mentions that they are just standard tubes. So I don't know if that's like preamp. If it is, if they're going to be preamp, yeah, yeah. it's got to be. you you'd think so, yeah, considering it's a 200 watt. Um, RMS yeah so yeah that like 200 watt worth of valve amplification is too much I mean what's the USP for this the fact that it's got a speaker in it possibly the fact that it's shaped like a shell yeah yeah, like it's for all those turbo enthusiasts it's like
1: have you seen the cartoon turbo what, the, the one uh, with the snail? The yeah. yeah.
0: You could totally, like, colour this into the lineup. I think if you're spending um, three grand on, a, on an amplifier, I don't think you'd want to be disney it. There is another pedal that is that sort of swirly pattern, and it's the turd from Dr. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's probably a place where we should end this today. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, it's I, I, it's it's I, I difficult don't. to see where the where the market is for this. But there was there yeah. was a little bit of a, a little bit of hype going on about it, and I thought it would be worth at least just mentioning.
1: I don't know. I, I try. I like to be positive about things, but I, I just don't get it. I don't want su- to. Be. I'm sure that it is for someone would no one would have made this. Unless it had a purpose for them personally. And if it's got a purpose for one person, it's going to have a purpose for many people.
0: Yeah, possibly. possibly.
1: I'm sure my pedal board altogether costs less than three grand, and it does more than this.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. But yes, I think it is probably time... For us to wrap up the podcast for this evening, um, yes, I would like to extend a massive thank you to our Patreon backers because y'all awesome. And for as little as, as two dollars a month, if you are not one of those people, you can be one of those people. It is, yeah, come on, it's an exclusive club, but you are welcome. On. Yeah. Go on, go like two quid, come on. I see, less than a cup of coffee a month. 20 Swedish Krona. There, there you go. <laughs> 20 Swedish Krona.
1: Um, oh, I still doing my head in. I can't get my head right. My, my bank balance looks great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've you got to be confused for all. But yeah, so we have got some Patreon backers and those people are Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects of Just surprised Me podcast. And of Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Mr. Hughie G. Rection. Uh, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And Mr... Can we do that again? Sorry. It wasn't a sufficient enough bump. I mean, you, you only get one shot here, Lee. You only get one shot. Come on. Come uh, on. And Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerk Podcast. <laughs> Ooh, hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. <laughs> oh, matron. Um... <laughs> So yeah, if you want to catch me online, uh, I do various things. I do uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. slash budget pedal jump, and YouTube is the home of the No Talk All Tone series, which this week features something. <laughs> uh, what does it feature this week? Oh, it features the Ice Set Machete Boost, which. It surprised me because it's got a picture of two machetes on it and it doesn't say what it does. I thought this is going to be metal as fuck. Um, and it's like a slightly gritty clean boost and it was amazing. It's only really good. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, I finally figured out a way of um, running the HX Stomp so that I can run pedals with massive headroom Um and I can log like, absolutely dime them without it blowing the uh, the input of my um, my computer speaker, so that it's not overloading the input of that. But it's just like pushing the amps in as hard as it can. Is uh, it a I, yeah. So like uh, with this one, I've got it running through uh, like a, a deluxe normal channel, uh, and I've, I've maxed the the volume on it. And you get this like sweet flubbing out uh, guitar tone, but without the horrible digital distortion of blowing the uh, the inputs on my my DAW. Uh, so I figured figured out how to do that this week. So you'll you'll hear this kind of cranked to its maximum. Um, and yeah, occasionally I uh, occasionally more than occasionally, almost twice a month now, uh, I am featuring on uh, Pedalboards of Doom YouTube channel. Um, which I think the the most recent one was the Xander surplus. And the one that's coming out in a week's time is the dial up fuzz. Um, I think maybe towards the midpoint of September as well, we should be getting the Xander cranium as well. So look out for this. And if you're in our, in our Facebook group as well, throw me some suggestions of kind of... Um, guitarists who use rat style pedals and who you might want to hear me emulating for that um that demo because i'm i'm at a bit of a loss i know i know there's a few uh there's there's a lot of kind of like 90s alternative um bands um but they're they're covered a lot with the Xander stuff like the Xander videos and i want to cover territory which isn't covered there
1: what you're going to be looking for is what the, what the uh, rat-style pedals are trying to sound like, and they're trying to sound like a Marshall. They're trying to sound like Guns and Roses, basically. So yeah. that, that's what you should aim for.
0: Well, I did a little bit of research, and apparently um, like early Metallica, especially Kirk Hammett's tone, uh, was uh, hot-rodded or dimed Marshall amps with a rat in front of them. So that might be the best way to run a run a rat. To be fair, that might be might might be where I go with it. But who knows? We shall find out. If you give me some suggestions, I might try it. Um, and Lee, 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 Lily. That's my auntie's name. Lily Lee. Um, are you back on the news this week? Are you? uh,
1: Is it going to happen? We're
0: going to get some Lee news
1: uh yeah i'm definitely gonna try and knock one out tomorrow um, and how about the
0: news um <laughs> yeah oh matron
1: um yeah yeah absolutely uh um, see what there is and oh my god i've just looked around there's like a like four five six seven moths flying at my window yeah. <laughs> swedish moths, that was though. a bit creepy <laughs> yeah um yeah, no, totally. I'm on the moth. I'm on the moth. I'm on the news tomorrow. I've got a newsletter to do as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can catch me over at. um The Pedalboards of Doom uh, YouTube channel. You can catch me on Pedalboards of Doom Facebook group. And I do loads of stuff for Tonepedia as well, um, including the weekly newsletter. So, if you go over to that, you can sign up to that. And that's quite interesting. I put a lot of work into newsletters. And they're not just like, oh, look, Tonepedia done this. Oh, look, Tonepedia done that. Um, So uh tomorrow since this isn't going out straight away. Tomorrow's one is probably gonna be uh who has the better gear, blues people, uh like blues guitarists or metal guitarists. So it's, it's that sort guitarists. of thing. I don't think you're right. I think you're absolutely wrong. Um because I, I just mean look kind of I like in the amount amount of gear. I think there's much more gear out there for um metal guitarists. Just think of the amount of metal guitar brands. There's, there's so many. And then if you think about the standard blues guitar brands, you basically got Gibson and Fender.
0: Uh, look, so the two biggest guitar companies.
1: Yeah, but then there's like tons and tons and tons of metal guitar band brands.
0: It's it's like the genre itself though, isn't it? There's not mm. there's not such a thing as like speed blues or or thrash blues or or symphonic death blues yep. blues is blues whereas metal sub categorized and sub and the same with their gear this yeah. one is for this specific top this one does that yeah
1: yeah exactly unless uh, you start talking about tube screamers and then like every blues
0: guitarist has a different favorite tube screamer yes but there are multiple like a multitude of different like every every brand be them like metal orientated or blues orientated, they have their own version of the tube screamer, yeah.
1: But it, you know, it's like, oh no, I don't use the tube screamer, I use the uh, ODR. It's like, it's a fucking tube screamer, <laughs> it's, it's like that, it's totally annoying. Um. <laughs> But yeah, um, t- um, the-, the metal guitarists are like, yeah, I'll take your tube screamer and I'll put it after my f- into my fifty-one fifty, and I'm just going to make it metal. <laughs> so, everyone um, loves
0: a tube screamer,
1: yeah, everyone. Uh, but I'm going to do it like just to create a bit of debate. But yeah, I'd be interested hmm. to hear what you guys think about it. But if you if you go on to um, Tompedia on the home screen, you can like log in and make your own account and sign up to our newsletter. Which
0: yours truly is responsible for. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap, from Mr. Lee, padabadabada Schwagen, Doom. <laughs> it will be... German. <laughs> I, I don't know any Swedish. Or... Hi. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>, Meatballs. care. <laughs> yeah, uh, um it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Ta ra bit. Bye all. Bye. Ta-ra. bye.
1: 19 and 20 got into a fight. 21.
0: Whee! Go on, we'll keep it, we'll keep it. (laughs)